This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. You know, this has been an historic week for global markets and in particular... The Dow Jones. I mean, you don't. You need not be a, a stock market investor to be watching the the red numbers with a little bit of a jolt to your system, a bit of a, an adrenaline rush for many. Certainly, joining us now is one economic expert who actually called this back in December and then again in January. Michael Campbell, host of Money Talks, is with us on the line. Hi, Michael. Hi, Jody. You're right. It's been quite a week. <laughs> it, it's been somewhat unprecedented. No. Well, certainly in terms of points, I mean, the Dow Jones is coming from a much loftier level at 29,000, but the actual point drops, like these 1,100-point days, uh, today we're still at about 850, 900. We'll see where it ends in the next few minutes. But, yeah, it's it, the actual point drop is the greatest uh, since the Great Depression. So it certainly got people's attention. When you're knocking off 4% on a day or 6% uh, today as the TSE uh, you know, plays catch-up at this moment, uh, yeah, it's significant. There's something to note there. Let's talk about Canadian markets. What happened? happened yesterday when they closed early? Well, that was really bad news, to be honest. I mean, they're saying that they normally get about 90 uh, million share volume. They got 190 million. It couldn't handle it. Bottom line, they just couldn't handle and make an orderly market. So they closed her down two hours early. But all of that selling sort of got piled on first thing this morning as we went way down on the TSX. So it, it didn't really have a, a, an impact in terms of whether the market was going up or down. I just thought it was bad news that on a day when people want to change their positions, want to get out of the market, uh, they couldn't, they bottom could, line. Literally yeah. could not access yeah. their stocks. Um, let's talk a little bit about the sell-off and, and or market cor- correction and the perhaps prediction, if you can crystal ball it a bit, with regard to appetite for getting back in. Well, a couple of things. One is just to remind people, and I do this all the time, because a lot of Canadians don't think they're in the market. And I say, oh, yes, you are. If you are working in this country, you are in part of the Canada Pension Plan. It is heavily in the market. I estimate that it's probably dropped about $15 billion in that ballpark, you know, in their equity portfolio over the last, uh, you know, six trading days. Uh, You know, people, you know, about 30, 35% of the Canadian public belongs to a workplace pension. Well, you're also getting killed there. And I can tell you just one little thing, just to put in, you know, about predictions and forecasts. We're going to have a major pension problem across the Western world. We're within two years of it. We've already seen lots of signs, lots of problems in different pensions, but it's going to be sort of top of mind headline stuff. We can't afford to have uh, both the decline in interest rates, which means, you know, my portfolio that's got bonds is making about one and a half percent. Uh, you know, and then the stock side gets nailed. We can't have that. And, and speaking of bonds, sorry, Jody, I'll just That's okay. this, this, this was a job dropper for me. What's happening, of course, is money's leaving the market. It's going somewhere. Well, that somewhere has been into safety. Bonds are perceived as safety, government bonds. Oh my gosh, I looked at the 10 year bond in the States. It's dropped down to 1.15 percent in interest. In other words, the U.S. government can borrow at 1.15 percent for the next 10 years, you know, over this 10-year bond if they take it out today. That's a monster record. I mean, that's that's obliterating the all-time low on interest rates. So we could maybe expect, I know you're talking earlier a little bit about maybe the Bank of Canada takes action, but what we can expect is another mortgage rate drop because the mortgage rates, you know, so a five-year rate or something like that is predicated on what's going on in the bond market and the bond market rates are falling dramatically. So when do we start using the R word for real, recession? Well, you know, the, the, this is what's hit on the, it seems to me, in the marketplace. About a week ago, Monday, 
uh, we had Apple saying, you know what, we're not going to get our new iPhone out. We can't get people to Taiwan to do the last bit of manufacturing with uh, Foxconn, you know, the, the adjustments to the manufacturing, the quality control, all of that. So it's going to get delayed. Oh, yeah, and we can't tell you what our earnings are going to be in the next quarter because there's so much uncertainty around, uh, you know, the, the coronavirus. But, I mean, that's sort of what's for me a no-kidding Sherlock moment, but yeah. that's when the market started to notice it, that, you know, I mean, airlines are going to see their uh, you know, bottom line hit hard here. You know, tourist agencies or, or tour groups, that kind of stuff, going to get hit hard. Supply chains around the world are going to prevent production because so much of it comes out of China. And I'll give you again one of the more interesting numbers I came up with in the last couple of weeks is I had no idea that China actually produces 97% of antibiotics. So it's going to hit the pharmaceutical industry. 97%? You know, Exactly. So when they sort of slow down, we're going <laughs> to, excuse me, feel that, <clears throat> you know, in the, in the pharmaceutical industry. But there's also things like, you know, ibuprofen. It's about 90% of ibuprofen's produced there. I just didn't know it was to that degree. And other industries, the semiconductor industry, well, 29% of their profits comes out of China. So, bam, you're hit. Uh, there's just so many aspects that the market finally wanted to focus on that it's going to be very real in terms of earnings, uh, you know, in the next quarter. Uh, you got, by the way, I heard you uh, talking a little bit earlier about, uh, you know, the Canadian economy in the last quarter was basically flatlining. Well, I'll tell you, the first quarter ain't going to be robust with this stuff going on. Well, we got COVID-19 so, and blockades. We can't move yeah, goods and services. Never mind 100%. if we if we could get it. We got 46 um, ships off the coast right, right here in BC that can't get to the port to move the, the goods. It's I, yeah, compounded. I, it, I Absolutely. And I made a comment earlier uh, this week on our business comments uh, that uh, the biggest threat I still see in Canada is complacency. We have not decided that economic growth is something that we want to prioritize. Well, we're going to find out the hard way now. Uh, you're going to see deficits go way up. These are not, we're not hitting any of the numbers the federal government forecast in their budget projections. So we're going to see higher deficits. In fact, <laughs> Finance Minister Morneau already said that in February, uh, sorry, in December. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, I, my point is this stuff impacts us. And, and I know your time is short, so I'll leave you with one last thing. This was the second warning we have. We ignored the first. The first warning, I said, was the biggest financial story of the year, and no one talked about it. And that's what happens when you get a liquidity problem in the overnight lending markets. We had interest rates go from 2% borrowing to 10% in a matter of hours. So you had to borrow at 10% if you wanted money. Well, that was the first warning. We've got a liquidity problem. This is the second one. What I've seen within the market this week tells me that, yeah, we had lots of sellers. We didn't have a lot of buyers at times, and we had this big drop all of a sudden. This is the bigger story here. And I, I guarantee if I'm still around and you still want to phone me, you wait. Within two years, we're going to be talking about a much bigger problem. It's called, and it'll be in the monetary system. And we see these signposts hit absolutely as predicted. Well, it tells me the probability of the last one is much stronger. That's where the big one is. And we've got politicians who are absolutely asleep at the switch here. We've got the Canadian public asleep at the switch. We are going to look back and say, we couldn't afford to say no to so much in terms of economic growth. And uh, that's the environment we're in now. I predict mm -hmm. in, in two years, you'll be here and I will be phoning you. <laughs> I, I like the latter half. The first chance, I think that's 50-50. Oh, come I'll on. I'll be here tomorrow morning. That's, that's, that's right. I, as far as I know today, I haven't got the phone call, so I'm still on tomorrow morning. And I'll tell you, I've said this, and I say we've been writing this and mm -hmm. giving the dates, by the way. Too. You have been. 
yeah. So the big thing is uh, you can't afford to make a mistake now going out in the next two years. Governments can't afford it. Individuals. And I have, I have no reason to have any confidence that there's an elected person in this country who understood just what happened this week, who understood what happened in the overnight lending markets in September. So everybody well, needs to tune into Money Talks at 8.30 I on Saturday so. well, morning. It's a good reason. I, I said it today, is. Put, take off your political hats and come and listen to the real world. 8.30 at Pacific <laughs> Time across the Chorus Radio Network. Always a pleasure to chat with you. I, each and every time I learn something valuable, Michael. Thank oh, you. that's great. Thanks, Jody. That's Michael Campbell, host of Money Talks.